Who am I? Good day, listeners. Welcome to another podcast for dreamers, achievers, and explorers. In our part three episode, we spoke on building our relationship with God makes us speak His heart. And uh, we subtitled that about the relationship between spouses. And at that discussion, we said we were going to continue with that discussion. So today, it will be part four. And we want to look at some, you know, nitty-gritty, some salient issues, important things that connects us in relationship either between uh, people who are just coming together, planning to get married in a Christian setting, uh, or people who are already in it, they're just starting, or they are, you know, far gone, or, you know, they've, they've done so much over the years. What can we glean from their relationship? So that is where we will start from. First and foremost, I want to establish uh, one fact that culture has a way of influencing a lot of decisions that we take when it comes to marriage or when it comes to relationship. Um, For example, from where we come from, we are told that a man must be a dominant, must be a powerful person and therefore uh, some some take that to now mean that oh my wife have no voice my wife cannot speak oh the person I'm going to get married to must always submit succumb to everything I say uh, every word from my for the man's mouth is law they come with that cultural mindset and I can guarantee you that that relationship is not going to go forward. So culture has a way of limiting how far we can go. And if culture is not a bad thing in itself, God gave us culture. But God also expects us to be able to allow his word to be the final authority in anything we are doing. How many times have we taken time out to ask God in situations that we are going through, what should I do? in this situation because culture can give us baseline issues culture can tell you this is how my father did it culture can tell us this is how it worked for me but we have to understand that each one of us is a dynamic person and what operates or work for this person might not work for me we have to change we have to look at the peculiarity and work with that. I remember when myself and my wife now, we were still dating and uh, we were following Christian principles. Uh, one of such uh, principles was we needed to meet with uh, a team called the Family Life uh, Team. So their responsibility was to, they were men who have been married for years and their, their assignment was to help you, guide you uh, on the pitfalls in marriage so that you and uh, you will not also fall into it. So we went there and uh, when we got there, they started counseling us and saying, 
one of the areas where there's there's bound to be a problem in a marriage is in the area of finances and that it will be proper for us to let each one know what you know they were any at that point i was working she was working and they wanted us to you know expose open up to each other what we were both earning so we listened and uh, after the meeting we went out and uh, my wife you know my girlfriend then my fiance that we're going to get married we were already on the path of marriage she she said to me okay Yobo or Paul uh, what do you, what do you earn how much do you earn and I'm like why why are you asking me that that kind of question because I come from a background where I'm told that it is not right for your wife to know all that you have or what you earn that uh, once they know they begin to make demand they begin to uh, make unnecessary they, you you shouldn't expose yourself basically you must be a man you must have secret you must know something that she doesn't know and because there are certain things you know that she doesn't know it makes her okay at, now i can understand it makes her subservient to you the 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 culture was such that um, the men never regarded the women to be equal to them and so based on that uh, carry over of culture I, I told my wife i said don't worry yourself about that all you should do and first of all i asked her why are you asking me to tell you said but we just left this place and i said it doesn't matter that is their opinion not my opinion if that is what they believe that is their problem not my problem and i said to her i don't do things based on they said i said before i do anything I, I, god will talk to me about it i said as at this moment i'm standing i don't have a leading to tell you what i'm earning and i said oh, you should not bother yourself about that all you should bother yourself about just pray that I'm able to take care of you and that is all you need. And she said, but we just left them and this is what they said we should do. I said, it doesn't matter. And so we left it at that. I guess she wasn't too happy, but that was me. That is what I believe. That is what I carried. And so we got to my house and uh, one of the promises I made to myself was that I was going to uh, let her know whatever, like my password, you know, to my uh, suitcases, everything I was going to let her be aware. So I, I, I gave it to her and uh, I left it. And so one of the days I was uh, driving, I heard the Holy Spirit, you know, having uh, like a talk with me. And he said to me, Iyobosa, is there anything you can hide from me? And I said, no, there's nothing I can hide from you, Lord. Before I even think of a thing, you already know. So there is nothing I can hide from you. He said, okay, is there anything you can hide from yourself? I said, unless I want to be, uh, I want to deceive myself, there is nothing I can hide from myself. He said, so we have both agreed that there is absolutely nothing you can hide from yourself or hide from me. And I said, that is true. 
He said, okay, can you hide something from some other person? And I said, of course, I can. He said, okay. So, how about the wife you are going to marry? That was when he now asked me, did I not say, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. He said, so, do you see the irony of what you just said? You said you cannot uh, hide anything from yourself. If you cannot hide anything from yourself, but at this point you are not ready or able to share with your wife-to-be uh, how much you earn, are you not hiding something from yourself? Even though you just told me that you cannot hide anything from yourself. Oh, that was when it made sense to me that, okay, I am not supposed to do that. So, I got home, myself and my wife-to-be, we both went to my house, and based on this understanding that I had, I opened the, my suitcase and I brought out my pay slip. And I said to her, this is my pay slip, this is how much I earn. So she said to me, why are you showing it to me now? I said, because I told you that I don't do things just because people said that I do things on, by, the, by God revealing, opening me to understand. So and she said this to me, which was very funny. She said, thank you. But that when you showed me the password to your suitcase, I, when I tried it, when I went in, I actually saw your pay slip. So I already knew, but that she was, she was touched. She was happy that I could be in, uh, uh, transparent to her, you know, in this relationship. That was that was very very interesting to me. Something I was trying to hide, she already knew. So culture has a way of limiting us in our relationship. One other thing I want to also talk about is before we come into marriage, the two parties have one thing in common, either loneliness or a desire for companionship. That is the primary motive at that point in time that the two people want to come together. Oh, the, the, the man is looking for someone that he could be said not to be responsible. He's now standing, he's now walking tall, he's now doing things that is regarded that the man is responsible. And so the woman too is also saying, oh, I don't want my clock, my uh, maturity clock to begin to expire because uh, the belief is that a woman has a terminal point after which they will not have children anymore. I mean, it biologically, it's true. And so when these two people come together, the first thing that they want to meet, the first desire that is in their heart is to meet that desire of loneliness in order for them to become companions. They want to have a relationship. And once that companionship is established and they go to the altar, do all that is necessary, stand before the priest or the pastor and take their marriage vow, uh, once that uh, uh, 
desire is uh, fulfilled, then what will happen is things have to begin to change. Things have to begin to shift. The relationship is no longer at the level of companionship. Uh, the relationship will not need to move to different dimensions. Why? Because the woman is growing, uh, the man is growing, and so things begin to come into the relationship that needs to be addressed. But uh, most times what happens is as maybe the woman is growing or the man is growing, and they are not both growing at the same uh, rate or not pursuing the same goal, uh, you begin to not have conflict. Uh, they begin to say, oh, I don't, I, I can't flow with you. They begin to say things like, oh, this is not what, you know, I thought we will become. Now, we also talked about the cultural issue. There are people who come into the relationship with still the cultural mindset, believing that they have looked at A, they have looked at B, they have looked at uh, uh, family C, and they have found out that these people have maintained such cultural values, and it has, in quote, produced results for them. But they don't understand that there are some underlying pain within the marriage, because every marriage wants to show to you what is working. Every marriage wants to paint a picture to the outsider that, oh, everything is rosy. Unknown to them, there are fundamental issues that need, if it's open, there will be, it will be very bad. And so these people still maintain such cultural uh, uh, mindset and they want to subjugate, they want to dominate, they want to oppress their wives. And we have to understand that the way a woman relates is different from the way a man relates. A woman has a womb, naturally. That is what God gave to them. They have womb that they can, when a seed is given to the woman, she has this womb that she will use to bring forth a full-blown child. That is a woman. So when a man speaks a word, the woman incubates such words and it doesn't leave that woman easily. And that is the reason why a man must be careful the things he says to the wife-to-be or the wife. Because whatever you say, what the wife will do is to take it in, incubate it, and bring it back uh, in, in, in hundredfold, sixtyfold, fortyfold, and hundredfold to you. Because that is what they are made to do. They incubate it and bring it to you. For a man, a man is a rational being. A man can easily let go. A man can easily think, oh, you said something, and, you know, the man is, is done with it. Okay, please, I don't like this. And that is it. So there are differences between the man and the woman. Secondly, we have to look at, in this relationship, are, are the people ready to change? Are they ready to be amenable to the situation, to what is going on, to new things that can make the home better? Can the man come up with the mindset to say, 
oh, we are both equal in this relationship. It's just that God has made me the head because of responsibility and God has also given her a a specific responsibility. We are both equal before God uh, and made to be the head, not to subjugate, not to oppress her. I've come to understand and realize that if you do not make your spouse happy, if your spouse is unhappy, if your spouse is going out, just, you know, trying to live life, not thinking about what you have done to him, sorry, not bothering about what you have done to her, I can guarantee you that that marriage you will not have peace. Basic. I have one little story. Myself and my wife, we got married and uh, we're living happily. And uh, one day I was uh, going to take some time out to go and pray. I was going to go to the hotel uh, f- from my house, take three days off to fast and pray. I already told her. But something happened that triggered uh, anger in me and uh, we, we, we spoke uh, intelligently to each other, meaning there were some verbal vituperations. There were some uh, exchange of words. Uh, we, were, we, were, we were at it. And uh, at, the, at, the, at the point, she knew that what, uh, she, what triggered it was wrong, and uh, she apologized. And it was tough for me because I've already, I started fasting that moment, was tough for me to easily come out of it from what she said. It was so obvious. Okay, number one, I'm thinking you knew I'm going for a prayer. Why would this come up? I'm, you were not concerned. I was just so many things. She has apologized. And I said, it's okay, it's okay. But I was still not happy. So I left to go for the place that I was going to pray, uh, fast and pray. I got to the hotel. I checked into the hotel and I called her that I'm right here in the hotel. And she said, oh, okay, uh, just take it easy. God will be with you. She prayed for me. And I said, okay, let me just take a little nap and then come back and, and start praying to God, worship and read my Bible. I could not sleep. My head was pounding. I'm like, what is going on? I mean, I don't drink alcohol anymore. The bed was turning. It got to a point that I literally head on to the bed because it was like the bed was just going upside down. I'm, go- I'm like, what is going on? I, my head, my head was like, if it's possible to take away my head, my head was pounding. And I called her, I said, I don't know what is going on. My head, my head, my head. And she said, what do you want to do? I said, I don't know. Uh, today is just the beginning of the fast. I don't, I've not even done a whole day. And she said to me, oh, maybe you should break it. I'm like, oh, I just could not continue. I had to go to the restaurant. I had to break my fast. I could not pray. I could not do anything for three days. It was later God, because I did it another day, and it was the best moment I've had. I asked God, what happened? And God said to me, your spouse both of you were not at peace before you left and i have told you if there is no peace within your home within between you and your spouse 
do not come before me. Don't bring any sacrifice before me. Sort out the matter with your spouse, with your neighbor first before you come to me. You did not do that. Although on the surface you felt you have dealt with it, but on your inside you have not dealt with it. You it still lingers within you. And so there is no way you can come to me. Whatever you are bringing to me will not be a, a wholesome worship or a wholesome uh, service. I learned my lesson. Listen, this journey is for life. Ensure that you stay with it. There is no reason for a marriage to be broken. No reason. There is nothing that is not resolvable. Everything can be resolved. All it requires is understanding. I pray that this word will enlighten, strengthen, and encourage you. If you were taking that bold decision to say, this is it, I want to let you know that is not the right decision. Stay with it. You can turn it around. The God, the God factor is there to make the worst situation to become the pleasant situation. And I pray that as you hear this, you will be strengthened and take the right decision to stay with it. Until we come back again with another episode of Who Am I? Please visit my website at paulugobor.com for more episodes. Until then, stay blessed and God bless.